Welcome back, everybody. Welcome, welcome. As always, this is a good old-fashioned podcast with your host, Adam Morgan. And I'm Davey Green. All right. Uh, first off, what are we toasting tonight? This is a, an, uh, an Elijah Craig old-fashioned? Yeah. Cheers. Oh, fantastic. Delicious. Excellent. It is. So uh, what are we doing? All right. So I got to ask... Um, you sat down and almost immediately I noticed uh, there is some fresh ink on the back of your right calf. It is. Uh, looks like Chinese letters. What's it say? Well, it's Mandarin. Okay. What? What's the difference? I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah. All right. We we'll have to look I that up know. for our next episode. Maybe we should. I don't know. All I right. just say they teach Mandarin now, not Chinese. Okay. Good. So I don't know. If any of our more educated listeners want to chime in, feel free to shoot us an email. Maybe it's a variant of Chinese. Maybe it's a. It's gotta be. I don't know. We'll come back to that. All right. So, okay. Well, so what it says is, is down my leg, it says, uh, respect the game. And the reason that I have a tattoo is because I lost a bet to a bunch of 15 and 16 year old kids. (laughs) All right. So uh, there's a whole lot of questions that pop into my head right away. What was a bet? So why don't we just take it back to what? Probably got to set the backstory here. All right. So if you go back to the end of 2020, after football season in 2020, by the way, I may be right. I may be wrong, but we need to have a podcast about people who can just say, hey, you know, back in October of second week of October, back in 1978. Right. I can't do that. I am. We need to have a podcast about that because I am thoroughly impressed with people that can recall dates. All right. All right. We'll come back to that. I think I'll take a note. So back to where we were going, I think this is, I think it was 2020. It was like the COVID football season. Okay. Yep. So my son Tyler was a freshman and we ended up on the football team. We ended up starting six freshmen on offense. I think we only had maybe a handful, four, maybe five seniors, maybe eight or nine upperclassmen to at all on the football team. All right. So we're looking at a young overall team here. Very young team. There were no expectations, new coach, new program. COVID was, had run and had run rampant. We didn't basically no summer, no preseason stuff. Very little, very little work before. I think we had maybe two or three weeks before the first game. There were no expectations. The kids blew it out of the water, ended up, ended up, Losing in the state semifinal game under some precarious position. I'm not going to say, I'll call them out. I don't, who am I? I don't care. The, uh, what's the name of the school down there? Oh, uh, um, oh, I'm blanking. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta do better. It's the team we played in the finals this year, isn't it? Yes. So there's an H. Harold's, Harold's, that's Harold's Christian. Yep. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say they cheated. What I will say is that they did everything possible to create an advantage for their for their kids. Yep. Maybe within the rules, maybe not. There were lights that had been working all year suddenly didn't work. It hadn't rained in weeks, but the fields soaked. I mean, all kinds of things that just 
don't make sense. They were a running team. We're trying to throw it all around the yard. We can't see. We can't, you know, our guys are faster. They, we don't have, we can't get our footing, you know. Anyway, so not the best of condition. Anyway, we end up losing the state semifinals. Fast forward a couple of weeks, a bunch of the kids are over in my house. Some of them football players, soccer players, baseball players, lacrosse players. A bunch of kids are over in the backyard. And the dads are all hanging out, and we hear the kids talking about state championships, and we're going to win this state championship. And then, and then the lacrosse players chime in, and look, we're uh, we're going to win. I think we're going to win it this year. And that well, and basketball had just won one, right? They had, they had won one, but it was before that was the previous year, right? And then we have the Gator, and right before the school season because of COVID, the Gatorade Player of the Year, Jaden Bradley, who's a phenomenal basketball player. Amazing we didn't know if we, were, we didn't even know if we were going to be able to play sports indoors in North Carolina. He transferred to Florida, where they were they yep. were definitely ended playing. up at IMG. IMG. Anyway, yep. so he's the be- lose probably, your best player, probably the best, not only the best player on our team, probably the best player in the state. Walks yep. off your team, very low expectations. So anyway, well, I'm not say low expectations. We weren't ex- we weren't expected to win the state championship. So, and I'll get back to that in a second. But anyway, so the kids are really feeling themselves, and and it's and so, so me and, and you were there. So the dads were all talking about it. It was like, guys, hey, you know, we don't want to piss on their dreams or anything. But at the same time, you guys got to be realistic about this, right? Like a lot of things got to go right to win a state championship. You got you first of all, you got to be good enough to win a state championship. The ball's got to bounce your way. Yep. You got to avoid injuries. All kinds of things like that have to go your way in order to. It didn't just it didn't just practice a little bit harder. Everybody's practicing harder, right? So anyway, so it ends up being a bet. We said, I, I said I'll I'll get a tattoo if you guys get. So anyway, I think it was Brevin Wilson decided that he said we want you to get respect the game, right? And that's funny because that's one of the things that I yell at the game. And so I think now is probably an appropriate time to. Yeah, I feel Don't like I feel think. like you need to explain respect the game, right? Because okay. it, it's one thing to say it, and like if you didn't know how you say it, you might think, okay, that's something okay. you say to the kids as motivation or inspiration. It, sometimes it is, but but this normally has a different context, right? So, so normally when I say respect the game, it's directed at an official or an umpire, <laughs> and with very good reason, and with very good reason. So I don't know that I've ever told this story. I know I've known you a long time and I have not heard it before. Okay. So how's that? I actually don't don't know know this story. It's not something I'm talking about. So when I was, when I was probably 11, 11, 11, 12 years old. Somewhere in there. Yeah. I started umpiring baseball. I started umpiring baseball and softball games. Basically I just hung, I lived right across the cornfield from the little league fields and there was always something going on over there. So I would, sometimes I would ride my motorcycle over there. I had a little, Kawasaki, I think it was a hundred. Be honest, this is a dirt bike or a motorcycle? It was a dirt bike. Okay, so I'd ride that. Sometimes I'd ride my bike over there um, if it was dry. But I would go hang. I would just go hang out at the ball field. Eventually, somebody didn't show up. The umpire. They asked me to do it. I knew the rules. They handed me a clicker and said, "Go stand by first base." I'm an umpire. All right, made ten ten bucks a game, I think. So anyway, long story short, you know what? Why am I making a long story short? I got a podcast. I can take, we can take all the time. You get all want. the time in the world. Yeah, I got to, I don't need to make a Just remember story your short. audience here, though. They yeah, got to know okay. it. They got to know this backstory. So I start umpiring. Then I started uh, being an official for, for the little kids' basketball games and, and did that all the way until I was old enough to get really a good job and did, I think I umpired 
some in college. And even when, even after Margie and I got married, I umpired some men's softball game and stuff down here. So, but anyway, so it's something I did. When I was probably, I want to say I was 14 or 15. I don't know the year. Again, I don't know exactly when it was. I was refereeing a girls basketball game. And I, I want to say it was, I think it was fifth or sixth grade girls, something like that. Maybe it was fifth and sixth. Um, and there was a girl that was a head taller than everybody else. And she was dominating this team. And the other coach, the team that, uh, the coach of the team that was, that had the big girl, he was fine. He didn't say anything. The coach of the other team was in my ear, but that happened occasionally, you know, and I was just doing what everybody else did, you know, as far as umpire, I mean, uh, being an official referee, and I just was going through, was really just going through the motion. This guy got upset. And now the other thing is this is 30 years ago. So after the game, I want to be clear that this is, I mean, back then you didn't just beat your own kids in public and discipline them. You could, you were, especially in a small town like we're from, you were expected to discipline other kids too. So this would probably make, be a YouTube or be oh all, God, be all over all social over media, media yeah. now. But the coach comes up and addresses me like in the middle of the floor. We always would hang at, you know, we would hang out in the middle of the floor. He came and addressed me in the middle of the floor and got in my face. And I'm probably not as, as, as uh, aggressive as I am now when I was like 14, 15 years old, but I still ha- I had a, l- a little bit of spunk about me, you know, um, not disrespectful in any right. way, but I had a, I had a l- little spunk, I think. Anyway, he comes up to me and he just gets in my ear and tells me, Hey, you're disrespecting the game. And I was like, disrespecting the game. And I don't, I don't remember the whole, I don't remember everything he said, you know, verbatim, but I do remember because I always think about three seconds now. That's one of the things I watch. Like all, the first thing out of his mouth is you didn't, t- you know, she was in the way. You didn't call three seconds. And I'm like, I'm like, dude, you got blown out. In my head, I'm thinking, dude, you got blown out by 30, 40, whatever it yeah. was. It wasn't close. Yeah. We're not worried right. about lane violations there. But he said, he said, you didn't call, uh, you didn't call three seconds. And for our listeners who don't know what basketball that you're as an offensive player, you're only allowed to be in the lane for three seconds. And then you have to move, you have to step out and move back through. So anyway, you can't just camp in the, in the, in the restrict, in the painted area. So anyway, doesn't call, I don't call three seconds. He's mad. And, and he's, you didn't do, and I said, I was like, man, this is fifth and sixth grade basketball. I'm not, I'm not calling that on a, on a sixth grader. And he goes, yeah, she's going to be in seventh grade next year. And she's not going to know what to do because she's going to be on the middle school team and she's going to cause turnovers for her team because it's going to get called and she, you haven't prepared, you haven't helped prepare her for this and that. And it's like, and in my head, I'm thinking that's a really good point. It's a great point. That's a really good point. That's a life lesson right there. No, it was. And, but what comes out of my mouth was something to the tune of, well, it, it was like, dude, you lost by 30 points. <laughs> that didn't affect the outcome of the game. You you guys didn't you didn't score. Th- I think I said you didn't score as, half as many points as they did, which upset Tim even more. And he starts talking about, well, if maybe my kids would score more and they would have more fun if you would have called the fouls. You know, even though they were down, you you know, I'm trying to teach them to drive and get to the free throw line. So so when they get fouled, they get a chance to shoot free throws. And that gives them a greater chance to score because they're not going to, they're not going to score in like this and their offense. And anyway, 
and it was, but you didn't do what you were supposed to, blah, 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 blah. Who gives you the right to determine which rules you think are good enough and which ones aren't? And again, that's a really good point. It's a great point. And I, I make note of that and I'm thinking about that and it's, but what comes out of my mouth is something to the tune of, well, you can't, uh, you can't expect me to do. I was, it wasn't like I was doing I did it for both sides. I, I went, I went both sides on him because I knew that yeah. I knew he was right. So I start both sides of him. Right. Well, I didn't call it. I didn't call it when your girls were double dribbling in it. And that really upsets him. I spend, uh, we, we practice two hours every week, twice a week we're practicing and I'm teaching, trying to teach these girls to, to that they've got to do something with the ball when they pick it up. And then they come out here in the game and you don't even call it. You're not, you're not helping me. I'm trying to teach these girls to do the things the right way. And you're not helping me, blah, 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 blah. Right. And so anyway, so it's on and on and on. And he's right. A hundred percent. I hate to say it, but he is right. No. And I know. And, and, but you can kind of tell it in my face, even now that like, that I felt, I felt awful because, and I didn't care that they lost or I didn't, it didn't matter to me who won or lost. It really didn't. Right. But like I had, I was just trying to get the game over with so we could get to the next game. I thought in my, in my head, I'm thinking I've really helped these girls out because they're not getting embarrassed by 50. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, and, and what was even worse is, at that time, I was sitting on the bench on my middle school team. Yeah. I know how that feels. Like, not when the referees are just trying to get the game over with. Yeah. Right? And It I, happens getting, in every sport, right? I'm when getting, the widens the strike zone because yes, the team's losing and behind. Awful. It happens in every sport. It does. And and I knew how that felt. And yep. I was doing it. And I was doing it to those girls. And I felt awful. And I don't know if I was mature enough to apologize or whatever. I don't remember what was said, but it was, but it was something, it maybe not, it maybe wasn't, I'm sorry or whatever, but it was, you're right in some capacity. Right. And he just, I just never forget what he said. He said, just respect the game. All you got to do is, he said, you don't have to do that. All you got to do is respect the game. Whatever I said, I would do. You don't got to do that. Just respect the game. You've got to respect the game. And that was that changed the way that changed the way I looked at my job as an official, as an umpire, for from then on. And still, it's one of those things that. So when I see when I see balls getting pitches that are eight inches outside being called a strike that no kid can possibly hit, and breaking balls bouncing in the dirt calling a strike, that's just a complete lack of respect for the game. Yep. When guys it, are getting their head taken off. When they're driving to the lane, that's your when 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 offensive linemen are grabbing guys and dancing with them all the way to the to the ground. That's not respecting the game. You see it, right? Yep. You, as an official, you don't get to decide which rules you want to enforce and which ones you want. The game was designed to be played a specific way, and when you're not doing that, you're not respecting the game. I got to so, tell you right now, I'm um, I'm really enjoying listening to this story, and I hope all the students who go to our kids' school are listening to it, and here's why. If you've been to a football game or a basketball game or a lacrosse game or a baseball game or pick softball, soccer, pick any sport where you – if you go, 
one of our any number of our kids might hear you yell respect the game and it has this kind of comedy value to it right the kids love it they know when you get fired up you're going to hear respect the game at some point but i don't think they know the root of the story right and the fact they that it's actually don't. founded around a pretty cool story about me being really crappy at what i was doing and being disrespectful of a game that i absolutely love yeah Base, baseball and um, baseball and basketball i and not only that, but even as a coach, like, I love the rules. I love the rules. And yeah. when I would coach and baseball. And I have to admit, you know the rules better than most people I know. Like, you're always calling stuff out. I'm like, I have is, no idea what the rule is. On so, that. when, so I'll tell this story. When Tyler, when Tyler was some, one of the teams that he played on, there was, there was a guy who pitched in the majors, who, who spent, I think, the better part of eight years, Travis Thompson. I work with Travis. You know, Travis. Spent eight years as a professional. Great guy. Yes, fantastic. There were times, there nothing, like a couple of times he turned around to me and asked me about rules. <laughs> and I thought that that made me feel like, I don't know, like that's a guy who did it for a living. Yeah. And asked me about rules. Anyway, so that was, that is, um, so I love the rules. I love the I love taking advantage of the gray area in the rules. I love finding holes in the rules. Sometimes there's local rules and things like that. So I love that part. But you gotta, you have to respect the game. You have to respect the rules that are in place. Right. And so I do think what you said about the kids, I think it's, it's, it's funny and they, and they get it and they get a kick out of it. They, I don't think they probably know where it comes from. And that's probably, I probably should have told them this story a long time ago. Well, to and, be honest with you, and one thing we can't miss because we're at like almost seventeen and a half minutes now into this podcast. So three sports had to win for you to get the tattoo, oh, right? Yes. That's so the, the net net of this story, though. And the so big, the bet ended up being so Brevin's choke up and said, "Get respect the game," and I was like, "I am not getting a bunch of words down, you know, all over me." And he he because we said it would be on the leg. So I was like, all right, well, what about if I get it in Chinese symbols? So the bet ends up being there are three, they, those freshmen had three years left, right? So I said four champ, four state championships in the, I think it was, I think it was base the, the kids that were there. I think it was, it was baseball, lacrosse, basketball, soccer, and football. I think those were the, the five or six, Sports that were were covered, so it had to be in those four. So four state championships in the next three years, or or if they got one in in the fall, spring, and and winter seasons, right? Yep. So what three won? So b- basketball won. Yep. That there's a couple state of months. Yes, back and that was back. great. Tyler and my son Tyler played a very small role in that team. But the kids all made sure that that we counted that one. Yeah, because <laughs> it goes towards the tattoo. It went toward the tattoo. It went towards the bet. The then football just out of nowhere. Yeah, that was awesome. Last year, and a bunch of those kids played football. They ended up winning the state championship in in this fall, and then lacrosse just recently in the last few weeks just just ran through the entire NCISAA. Yeah. They just, and I don't know that they played, but a handful of teams against out of a handful of games out of against out of state teams 
where where they were even close. Unbelievable talent. Match. I think we had two All-Americans, a bunch of All-Conference. Who knows? Yeah, it was three, ridiculous. It was amazing. But that was awful. That was awesome. They had a, it was a tremendous run to watch. What I will say is I want to congratulate those kids. Walking on, off the field. On the go out there, you know, big state championship celebration, right? I went out there to congratulate those kids, and all they wanted to talk about was the tattoo. Absolutely. That was that was which was alarming to me. They just won a state championship and they want to talk about well, look, let me give you credit. You're a man of your word. I am a man right? of my Because there would have been a million ways you could have backed out of this, been like, I was just kidding, something else. Getting a tattoo is no, no small thing, right? So, no. like, you And sh- hey, shout out to uh, Will at In the Ink Tattoo Parlor down here on uh, next to the Speedway. Oh, that's Did where it, you went? Yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Did, um, it's right across from the Literally Speedway. right across from Lowe's Motor Speedway for you NASCAR oh, fans. Oh, Charlotte Motor Speedway. Oh, sorry, Charlotte Motor yeah. Speedway. All right, whatever. And Lowe's is not a I'm sponsor. I'm clearly not a NASCAR yeah. guy. Lowe's yeah. isn't a sponsor yet. Uh, no, I don't think so. Oh, sponsor can, of a good old fashioned podcast? Yeah, no, they are not. That. We'll work on that. Right. Anyway, but they did. Uh, but I am a man of my word, and those kids earned it. And the best part about it is that every time, every time that somebody says, "What's on your leg?" I get to tell the story. Oh man! Of, well, maybe not the what is this twenty-one minute version? Maybe not the twenty-one, twenty-two minute version of. The story, but I get to tell the story that I lost a bet to a bunch of 15, 16 year old kids who all won state championships in order for me to end up with this tattoo. So before we wrap today, last question I'm going to ask you and then I'll leave it. What if they want another bet for next year? They can motivate themselves from now on. I gave them three years. I gave them three years to get it done and they did it in a year and a half. Yep. Fair. All right. So no more tattoos. No more bets. And to be honest, they got the lacrosse kids. They got jobbed out. At, they might have got it last year. They got jobbed out up at Christ School. Yeah, that's there true. There was a, a penalty that was late that was very questionable. And they, I think there was video evidence of, a, of a, we should have scored a goal. Yeah, that they didn't yeah, count. Yeah, the they one, did not yes. count it anyway. So the very good, you know, the, those kids earned it. There you so, go. Anyway. This so is, the tattoo gods don't lie. That was happening no. one way or the other. So, however, I did think. I do think that someone has informed me that Brock is getting a tattoo if uh, the baseball kids can put together a state championship run. Well, my son is a baseball player, and I love they, the idea that of that, as is yours. But that, that, that is Brock's tattoo is probably safer than yours was. That is was. a tall task. Yeah. We, there's a long way to go there on baseball. This is a good challenge for our, our baseball yeah, listeners absolutely. out there. That uh, We'd yeah. love to see Brock Wilson get a tattoo. So anyway, normally we don't want to talk about Brock, but today we are. So yeah, I would love, I would, I would very much enjoy watching him. Yeah. I might start recruiting for the baseball team. (laughs) If if it's got a (laughs) tattoo and play for Brock. Uh, Anyway. All All right. right. Thanks everybody. Appreciate you. Hang on. I do want to say, I do want to say this before we go. I could not be, I am, I would, nothing made me happier than to get this tattoo. But, and I am so proud of all the kids that, I mean, first of all, the confidence to even, to even have, that they thought in a time when they probably should have been a little bit upset or whatever, that they had the confidence to, 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 to say that we were going to win those yeah. and then to turn around and get it done. 
all these kids, there's so many of these kids that are on these teams. They don't just, they don't just go to practice. They put in extra work. Oh yeah. Yeah. Every day they're putting in, they're putting in extra work. They know what they want. They, they're very goal driven and it's very encouraging. I think it's easier for all the kids to be around and it's, it's kind of fun. It feeds off each other with all of them too. They're highly competitive. And I cannot tell you, I do want to, it's fun for me to have a tattoo when I get to tell the story, but I am so proud of those kids. Same here. Same here. Great group. So, Congratulations. Anyway, congratulations, guys. All right. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you swimming, swinging by and joining us today. Get it.